0: Here. Welcome to She Can The Podcast, where the goal is for you to leave each episode feeling empowered to go after what you want and knowing that if she can, so can you. Let's get started. Friend, I hope you're well. I am feeling refreshed, rejuvenated and energetic and ready to go because I've just had a wee holiday, which was so nice. We went to the Isle of Arran for four nights. It's so funny at the start of all this, we were all like, I just need a two week holiday to the south of France or take me to Hawaii. Now I'm like, Arran will do Anywhere in Scotland is a holiday. Let's just get away from these four walls. And that's what we did. We spent loads of time pottering on beaches and getting sand between our toes, and we packed sandals, shorts, t shirts, woolly hats, jackets, umbrellas, wellies. (laughs) There's all seasons at the moment in Scotland, but that's what makes Scotland as beautiful as it is. And I am just so grateful to have had that time. We actually. We were supposed to stay in this house that we'd been before and it's a beautiful house on the front and just the day before we went there was a burst pipe and there was a flood so we couldn't go and at the time it was a bit of a, oh no, the one time we get away and we can't go anymore and the company had offered us different houses and Stephen managed to kind of negotiate and we basically got an upgraded house and we got a bigger house which was still on the seafront. And it was beautiful. It was nicer than my own home. It was stunning seafront views from every bedroom, and it was just more beautiful than we could have ever imagined. And it just it was a reminder for me that sometimes in the moment, you think that that's the worst thing ever when something happens. but actually, If you just give it time, if you just keep the faith around the corner, something even more wonderful is waiting. So sometimes the disappointments in life follow with the most unexpected wonderful surprises. So just, if you're going through a time like that at the moment, if you're feeling like, oh, why is this not happening? Just remember, you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what the future holds. And there is a saying that I have, and I, I say it often, I love it. It's always darkest before dawn. And sometimes when you feel like you're just in a rut or you feel like you're in a low point in your life or you just feel like you can't get the groove of whatever it is that you're trying to get, it's it's always in that moment that you're just, just don't quit. Just keep going. Just give it time, give it space, keep focusing, and you just don't know what's around the corner. So that's just a little digression, but it really made me think that because we had the most wonderful time and it was basically because of a little error. The, the previous house was lovely too, but The one that we ended up in was just stunning. So, so very grateful for that and I am rejuvenated. It's amazing what some time just away with family and just reconnecting and just some time away from the phone can do for the soul and I am so happy to be back with you on episode number nine of the podcast which is so exciting and you know when I started this podcast I didn't ever for a minute think you know I'll give it a certain time frame and I'll see how it goes you know I'll give it six episodes and I'll see how I feel I thought I'm going to start a podcast and that'll that'll be the podcast and that'll just be the that'll be what I do you know from now on and I recently learned that most people who start a podcast quit after 14 episodes. So though you go onto Apple Podcasts, and there are thousands upon thousands of podcasts out there, most people quit very early on. And I think that's the same with Everything in life, you know, I have a network marketing business, most people start it and quit it. Most people will start a gym membership and then a few months in, they'll quit or they'll pay for it, they'll continue to pay for it and it's a charity that they donate to every month and they don't actually go. So it's just really interesting, you know, these things in life, you just you just have to stick with it and that's when you see the results and that's when you start to really find your groove with it. Just don't stop anything that you're doing too too early. So something that I want to talk to you about today is time. So it's something that we all have the same amount of. We cannot get more of it. We cannot get less of it. We all have 24 hours in a day and it really levels the playing field. You can achieve with your 24 hours exactly what you want to achieve. And the phrase, you know, I don't have time is you know it's just it's just basically rubbish because you do have time you have the same amount of time as everyone else it's how you prioritize that time that actually makes a difference it's what you do with that time that's important and you know often it's people who are there is a saying in Scotland if you want something done ask a busy woman and it's so true if you want something done ask a busy person because they fit things into the time that they have and if you have a lot of time to do a task, it'll take you a lot of time. The biggest thing I think that stops people from achieving goals or stops people from getting what they want in life is that they think they have time. They think they have so much time ahead of them. So we're we're only in May. So we still have, after maybe we have another six months of the year. We still have loads of time. Or you set your goals in January and you think, well, if I don't do it in January, I've still got another 11 months ahead. So I've still got plenty of time. But with that mindset comes the temptation to just relax into it and the temptation to get a bit lackadaisical about what you're actually achieving. So I'm gonna share with you a couple of things that have really helped me with my time and what I actually managed to get into the time that I have. One technique that I recently learned from Tony Robbins course that I did with Carissa Kuchis was a technique called Janning. Now Janning is, I don't know if she made it up or if someone else made it up, but anyway, Janning is. Janning is a mixture of journaling and planning. So basically you take out your diary or just an empty page of A4 and you split it seven ways from Monday to Friday and you just do rough times down the side. And in that, on that piece of paper, you put in everything that's non-negotiable. So you put in your work time, you put in your times where you have to drop the kids off at school or nursery, time where you have to drop the kids off at childcare, times where you have to eat, times where you have to exercise, times where you have to run your business, times where you have to record your podcast or times when you have to, you know, walk the dog or things that you just have to do in your life put them in the diary, that those are the things that you just have to do, non-negotiable, there is no way around that. And then you start to get a measure of what your week ahead looks like. And then what you can do is, once you've planned out your week and once you've decided what you want to achieve in that week, just have a think about what could screw that up. So say for example, You have a two hour block in your diary and you have dedicated that to building your part time business that you run alongside everything else. So, you maybe are a full time mum, you've got kids, you've got a busy house, you've got people who rely on you to survive, and so obviously they have to be your priority. And then you have a day job that pays the bills. So that also has to be a priority. And then you've got this business that you want to add into everything else. So you prioritized two hours, maybe say eight o'clock in the evening to 10 o'clock in the evening. You've blocked out those two hours for your work. Now, what you want to think is, okay, this is the journaling part of it. What could screw this up? If I have eight o'clock at night, to 10 o'clock at night to work on my business, what could screw that up? So maybe it's, you don't get the kids down to bed on time. Okay, so when when I don't get the kids down to bed on time, they're just around and I can't focus on my work because they're constantly crawling all over me. Okay, so how are you going to work that backwards? So maybe you have to start bedtime earlier. Maybe you have to put them in the bath earlier. Maybe you have to work in... A couple of hours of exercise Where the kids, take them to the park, take them to the swings, make sure they're playing in the garden for more time because it tires them out earlier. Avoid nap time during the day because when you avoid the nap, well, at a certain age, I know when they're younger, sleep breeds sleep. That's a whole other story. But when they are my kid's age, which is two and four, the nap is now starting to cause havoc at nighttime. So I avoid the nap then I can get them down to bed earlier, and I have to be quite regimented with the times of when I get them to bed so that I can protect that time. Okay, so you're also planning that into your diary. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do on Monday night. So you work backwards. So on Monday, how can I, where can I fit in some time at the park for the kids? Or how can I shorten that car journey? Or how can I keep them entertained during that car journey so that they don't sleep? So you're planning ahead for all eventualities. What else could screw up that work time? Maybe it's that you you know, you're always tired because you've had your dinner, you feel a bit tired after that and you put the kids down and you just feel like your energy isn't what it could be, okay? So maybe you start at eight o'clock just by popping on some really good music, you make sure you've drank enough water that day, you make sure you've had a workout in that day, you make sure you've started your day well and then eight o'clock, you put on some good tunes, maybe in your earphones if your kids are sleeping and you pump your energy up in order to start that work session at 8 o'clock and you give yourself two hours. What else could screw that up? Well, my my mum always phones or my friend always phones me for a chat about 9 o'clock at night. Okay, so we text your friend in advance and we say, can we chat a bit earlier tonight? I'm working between 8 and 10. Okay, fine. Because the thing is, sometimes, particularly as women, we prioritise everyone else. We put our kids first, we put our other halves first, we put our families first, and then we're at the bottom of the list. And then the things that we want to get done often end up, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. It's only for me, it doesn't matter. You have to prioritise your business. You have to prioritise your goals. You have to prioritise whatever that is for you. Maybe you're a writer and it's your writing time. Maybe it's your maybe you, that's the only time that you get to, to read and you really want to read or maybe it's the only time that you get to exercise. You have to protect that time. So by working that way and thinking, that's really important time, what could screw that up? And how can I get over that? Then you're actually making such an improvement in the way that you're actually approaching that two hour time because you know that you've prepared for that time it's set in your diary you you're it's absolutely happening it's a non-negotiable and it makes it far more likely to happen so with any important slot in your diary you want to do that even do it you know this is about figuring out how to play at the best level in everything that you do in life so you want to play at a level 10 in everything you do whether that's cooking whether it's being a mum whether it's running your house whether it's running your business whether it's in your day job all of those things you can think about how could I do that better maybe you've got time with the kids well how are you going to spend that time what are you actually going to fill it with maybe you want to organize a play date or maybe you want to organize taking them somewhere plan for taking them somewhere because if that time comes and you're with your kids from seven in the morning till five p.m at night and you don't have a plan for it and you don't have anything to do from my experience, you end up too much screen time. The kid's behavior doesn't end up very, the best it could be. You end up short on patience. You end up frustrated with yourself because you didn't plan anything. You didn't do anything. And the whole day just doesn't go as you would like it to. You have to make this happen. That Things in life don't happen organically. They, they have to be activated. They have to happen because we are not potatoes you know we're not potatoes it doesn't happen organically things have to be put in place and plans have to be made if you want to have the life that you want to live so that's that part of the janning process it's thinking what could screw this up and working out what you can do for all eventualities and if you have to put if you have to do anything for protection of the time for any slot then you plan that into your diary as well maybe someone's coming to your garden for drinks, then you're going to have to plan on a time to go to the supermarket to get stuff for them coming, that kind of thing. Okay, so you've planned backwards. And then the next part of this is journaling through that and journaling about how you're going to feel when that happens. So how is it? how are you going to feel when you have woken up on Monday morning and you feel good you've done you know you started your day the way you said you would with your morning kind of rituals your medical morning you've done your workout you've you've eaten well you've had that day with the kids and you've loved it because you organized a play date because you decided you were going to take them to the park and you did and you got them excited about that the night before so everyone was up and out of the house really early and you had such a good time and then it all went to plan because you'd thought about it far in advance. And you know, obviously this is life, it's not a cookie cutter world. So things are gonna happen and things are gonna get screwed up along the way and sometimes it all goes to pot and you just have to learn to ride that. But what I've learned is the more that you plan your time, the easier it becomes and the less stressed you feel. Because I know for me, I get stressed and I get annoyed at myself, frustrated at myself when I know that I haven't done the things that I should have done to prepare for whatever it was. And it just frustrates me and that's when my mood probably isn't the best. So just... Taking some time out. I I try to do this on a Sunday. Just take the time out. Look at your week. Look at where you want to be in the week. Look at what you want to achieve in the week, and just break it down from there. And then by journaling and how you're going to feel, how you feel as a mum that you managed to do that with the kids, how you feel as a businesswoman that you managed to move your business forward and move the needle because you protected that business running time. How you feel, you know, as an employee because you did you gave the best in your job how you feel as you know in your home because you organized for a cleaner to come and clean your house or you protected an hour in the morning to just or an hour in the evening to just give your house a, a wee whiz round and just make, make it feel so much better to live in. All of those things are important because they have such an impact and a knock on a knock-on impact in your mindset, your health, your wellness and all of the goals that you want to achieve in your life. So this sounds like a basic thing. Time, you know, do we really have to f- have to focus on time? It's something that it either depending on your on your personality, either you're like, yay, cool, time time organization sounds great, or if you're like me, you usually this doesn't come naturally to me. This is something that I really have to work at. I'm very much a kind of fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl, and I focus every day on becoming better with my time. And I have stopped telling myself things like, maybe you can relate to this, do you tell yourself stories like, oh, I'm rubbish with my time or, oh, I just don't know where the time goes or I just, you know, I need to I need to get better at working with my time. If you're telling yourself all of that stuff all the time, it's usually people who talk about time a lot who don't use it very well. So tell yourself good stories. Tell yourself that you are working every day to become time management boss. Tell yourself that you are effective and efficient with the time that you have. Tell yourself that you get more done in less time than most people. Those are those are kind of affirmations that you can tell yourself around about the time side of things. And honestly, It's not really time management because we all have the same amount of time in the day. You can't really manage that. There's not much that you can manage. You have 24 hours, seven days a week, and that's it. That's all there is to it. There's 60 minutes in each hour, and that's it. Boom. That's all you have to manage. However it's energy management because the more energy that you have, the more you will do with the time that you have. So it all comes back to how do you get that energy? How do you look after yourself? Where do you plan in sleep? Where do you plan in your self-care? Where do you plan in your water drinking, your supplement taking, your body moving? All of that stuff will have such an impact on time, which will have such an impact on the way that you live your life. It's incredible how it all just, it's like a domino effect, it all works on each other. And this is not always easy. It's something that you have to work at and get into the habit of. And some sometimes you'll you'll do it and you'll smash it and you'll nail it and that's it. It's amazing. You feel you feel like superwoman. And sometimes you think, What the actual? I just I just why why can I not get my head around this? That's okay, that's called life, that's called being a human, but The trick is to not let the whole week go because you maybe didn't organise a day or not let the whole month go because you didn't do it for the week or not let the whole year go because you didn't do it for the month. With everything in life, with every habit that you want to start, with every change that you want to make, think of it as brushing your teeth. Just brush your teeth. Every morning, every night, brush your teeth. You go out, you get drunk one night, you fall asleep on the bed without taking off your makeup, without taking off your clothes, without brushing your teeth, and you wake up and you think, Ah I can't believe I didn't brush my teeth. Do you then think, do you know what? I didn't brush my teeth last night. I'll just not bother for the rest of the month. Because I might as well start again next month with the teeth with the teeth brushing. No. <laughs> please don't do that for the for the love of God, please don't do that. Brush your teeth the next morning. And then you're back on track. Just Think of every habit as brushing your teeth every morning, every night, brush your teeth. If you miss it, just it's okay, just brush your teeth. Again, it's not a big deal. The thing with brushing your teeth is you're reminded of it instantly because as soon as you wake up, you feel, oh, I didn't brush my teeth. Whereas when you don't plan out your week, for example, it's not an instant reminder. It's the slight edge of doing that a little bit and a little bit and a little bit that over time, that will have, over time, doing that consistently will have an impact on your bottom line, on how you feel, on what you've achieved. And it's not necessarily instant. So that's why you have to remind yourself of these things every day, every week, every month. And, you know, with, with growing in anything, with learning new habits and learning new skills, it's co- they're called growing pains for a reason. They're not called growing funds or growing happies. They're growing pains because this kind of stuff is hard. It doesn't come necessarily easily to anyone it's hard at the start any new habit is but the more you do it over time the more it will just become part of your life and it will make such a difference to you and when you start seeing that play out in your life honestly it's a game changer and something else that when I learned about Janning I also learned about having a power move for the week so one power move for the week. So when I did that course with Carissa, one of my power moves for the week was start a podcast. I, I had the idea in my mind and I kept putting it off and putting it off and kept thinking, you know, people are already listening to the best people in the world with podcasts. Why would they listen to mine? What do I have to share? What value can I give? All of this kind of imposter syndrome kicking in. And the what I learned through that was actually... No one says things the way you do. You have a message to share. Your voice needs to be heard. And I want you to take that with whatever it is that you're putting off right now. Whatever it is that keeps coming into your mind. Make it your power move for this week. You know, it doesn't have to be a massive thing. It doesn't have to be my power move for the week is writing a book. But maybe it could be Googling how to write a book. Maybe that could be the first thing. Or maybe it could be Googling how to start a business or getting in touch with the person who you follow on social media who has a business that you would love to join. Or maybe it's about sending a message, asking for help. Or maybe it's about sending, you know, phoning someone who you would love to speak to about about what you do or maybe it's about the conversation that you have to have with your boss or the conversation that you have to have with your child's teacher or something you know whatever it is in your life you know what it is decide on your power move for the week and do that preferably on a Sunday after you've done your janning process decide on your power move for the week and make sure you do it by the end of the week and honestly it doesn't sound like a lot, one thing for a whole week, but what we do too often is just overload ourselves with a million things. And you know, people start trying to do something new and they, they overload their plate, they put far too much on it, and they want to do all of the things and they end up doing none of the things. So, one thing for the week will make such a difference to you. And something else that is really important right now in 2021, more than ever, ever before is the power of focus and mastering the art of focus. It's something that I believe anyone who is successful over the next 10 years, the thing that they have mastered is focus because we hear these crazy stats that, you know, on social media, we go on and I think advertisers have something like 0.3 seconds to catch our attention, 0.3 seconds to stop our scroll because we are in this kind of generation, this time in our lives where everything comes instantly, everything comes yesterday and you want answers straight away and when you are living your life, you're receiving data from thousands and thousands of different angles through your phone, through through music that's on, through what you can see, what you can smell, what you can hear. You know, so many demands are being made on us. And even when you open your phone, you go to do a task and then all of a sudden you end up on Instagram. And you've been there for 10 minutes and you think, well, why am I here? Why am I here? And it makes you think that you have, you know, kind of early onset issues of getting old. But actually... It's just that you need to master your focus. So something that I do when I am working on my phone, because I work on my phone, I find it quite tricky sometimes to stay focused on it. What I actually have to do is repeat to myself what I am doing. So say, for example, I want to email Emma. I'll, I'll, I'll lift my phone and I'll say, email Emma, email Emma, email Emma, email Emma. Until I am in my emails, until I am writing that email, that's when I actually can stop telling myself that. Because if I don't do that and I lift the phone and then I just, something happens, a notification happens, I click on it, I read the message and then it's just a rabbit hole and you end up really, you know, distracted. And if you find yourself in that position, if you find yourself that your screen time is way too high and your achievement level is not as high as it should be according to the screen time, you're just not being focused with your time so learn how to do that. Repeat that as, as a kind of mantra almost until you've actually done the task. Set yourself time limits because the task will expand to give to the time that we give it. If you give yourself 10 minutes, it'll take you 10. If you give yourself 60, it'll take you 60 minutes. So just think about that. And also something that I find really helps is don't write it in a to-do list when you have a list of things to do. Instead, just ske- if it's really important, schedule in the time in your diary of when it's going to get done. And that's when the janning process comes in really handy because you're, you're you're not working from a list and just working through it. You've actually prioritized and scheduled it into your diary and you can have kind of worked backwards that way. And that's really helped me. And there's also things that you can do with your focus that to train your focus. Meditation is one of them. The more you meditate, the more you are in that, the more you, you try and empty your mind, the more focused you will become. And, you know, there's things that you can do to train your focus, like actually just even putting a dot on a wall or putting a dot on a piece of paper and putting it up on a wall and just staring at it for a few minutes. And it actually trains your mind to just focus on one point because it's something that used to become used to come naturally to us. But now with all of the technology and all of the different distractions, it doesn't come very naturally to us. So it's really important to train that focus And also, just remember that we are emotionally wired to be distracted. It's in our human nature to be distracted. If you want to work on something, you have to be ruthless. You have to make time for it. You have to make sacrifices for it. You have to work out when in your diary it's going to happen. And only by doing that will it actually happen. And this is not a motivational call to get you excited to go and do things. It's about it's about activation it's about actually making you take action to go and implement these systems which really work to then take you further ahead in your journey of getting from where you are to where you want to be so those are some of the things that have really helped me i hope that they help you and i would love you to share it if you found it useful then please share and let me know how you go on with implementing your jamming and i'll speak to you really soon cheers Thank you so much for listening. If you found value from that episode today, then I would love for you to share it on your social media. You'll find me at Instagram at Meg uk and the podcast is at she can Pod. And if you found value, then please hop on to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review. I would love you forever. And that really helps the visibility of the podcast and helps us get good guests and all the rest of it on the podcast. So Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for spending your half hour with me and I hope to see you really soon.